Good afternoon, and welcome back to Daily Games with Pastor Jer and Pastor Joseph. <laughs> I love hearing that voice. You guys ready to go? You got your Bible? You got your towel, your water? We are going to be in the last section of Proverbs chapter 10. We're going to be doing verses 22 through 32 this morning. So get ready, get set, get God, I guess. The blessing of the <laughs> blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is a pleasure, pleasure. to a man of understanding. There it is. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. What the wicked dreads will come upon him. What the righteous desires will be granted. Amen. When the tempest pass, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. When the storm passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteousness is established and will remain forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to those who send him. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to the one who sends him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but destruction to evildoers. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but it is destruction to evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the tongue of the wicked will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverse. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, only what is perverse. May God bless the reading, the hearing, and the living out of his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, Which one do you want to pull apart first? There's actually two. Okay. Uh, It actually has to do with the way that we read the Proverbs. Um, I'm reading a book right now that's looking at how theology has changed. in particular cultures over time mm-hmm. and oftentimes based on experience and I've, I've said this before to many people no person has ever changed their theology their theology of god specifically because they've done further study and said ah oh, you know what god's not omnipotent he's not <laughs> loving uh so look it shows it right here in uh, in scripture people change their theology based on their experience in life Mm-hmm. So if you have a big God theology, if God is sovereign in your theology, and then all of a sudden you go through something that rocks your world and makes you ask tough questions like, how could God let this happen? Why did God do this? Does God really love me? That's when people will change their theology. So, you know, God really isn't that good or he isn't this powerful or whatever, whatever. And this is a, it's a cautionary tale to us when we read Proverbs like this. Because you can read Proverbs one of several ways. One, you can read them as being literal and temporally applicable. So I'll take one like, when the tempest is past, the wicked are no more, but the righteous will be established. 
All right, so if there's a storm, most literal, the storm's going to wash away all the wicked people, and only the people who are righteous are going to be left behind. Has that happened? I mean, it did like once. Yeah, Noah's Ark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then God kind of put a rainbow in the sky as a promise he would never do that again. So maybe it's not talking about that. Um, but there's a there's the other perspective, which is to say this is just looking forward to an eternal perspective, an eternal hope. Ultimately, in the end, this will be the case. And that is true. And that does provide hope. In fact, there's one of the verses here says this, the hope of the righteous guards him. But it also says this, the hope of a righteous will be given and the desire of the wicked will be thwarted. I think it was in uh, verse 23 or 24, something like that, right? That, that's, that is the one that I wanted to work on today, verse 28. Yeah, the go hope for it. of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Mm-hmm. The reality that, and you were hitting on it, expectations for believers. Now, <laughs> this gets to the sowing of the seeds and the pressures of the world crowding people out and causing them to die. There are a number of pastors that have fallen in the last year that were great leaders, air, putting up air quotes, in the church, as well as just individuals falling away from the faith when we look at America as a culture, as as well as as a Christian culture, air quotes again, um, I see this expectation that we've built into our faith, that when our expectation isn't met because we have made God too small, we have made our expectations too big, and we've placed them upon him and he's never embraced them instead of just focusing on being righteous and living out that in Christ, which is enough, just obeying. Um, we end up falling or seeing people fall into, you know, perishing, honestly, that they've, they've fallen away. And that, that to me is wild. Um, you know, the, the impact of both fear and expectations, um, you know, when a person expects a long life, they live differently than someone who expects a short life. Um, you know, when someone expects, you know, blessings forevermore as they walk through, there's a natural positive bent as opposed to expecting curses. <laughs> you, you see this, I mean, just to be simple in the, the, the Annie story, like, you know, the yeah. hard knocks life. Like it's one of those things where you don't expect anything good. And um, the play leads on to challenge that mindset that your expectation don't have to align with reality at all. It's just that your expectations are driving the narrative to such a degree that you are living a less than life. And I, at least for me, as we look to flip this verse, at least my thinking, um, Again, the verse is the hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. If we're only doing half, which half would you like to flip? I think that the reality that a lot of people experience would be to flip just the first half of each couplet, the 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 fear of the Lord. Fear of yeah. the righteous yeah. leads to joy. Does mm-hmm. it? Does the fear of the righteous lead to joy? Or does the fear of the righteous, when you, when you see the brother who does trust in God, they're being assailed by fear. When you're experiencing that, does that lead to joy or does that lead to despair, to doubt, to instability? 
in your in your stance, in your mm. prayers, in your pursuit of God, in your trust of His goodness and His heart towards you. You and I have done a lot of counseling. As people sit in front of us and and talk about their story and what they're currently going through, oftentimes what's been shaken is a, a, a position that they used to be able to hold on to, that God is good and that he will come through for them in the midst of whatever they're going through. All of a sudden they've hit something and say, I don't know if he really can. I, I don't know, but I think this may be outside of his control. Mm. This may be too big for him. Hmm. And, that's and this is where reading the Proverbs well is really important because I've, heard, I've seen many people whose faith really has been wrecked because they built their entire faith in God off of a proverb like this that essentially boils down to if I put in my money the right way through my living, God will give me my Kit Kat of a good life. Because it says, the way of the righteous leads to life. And it Bring says, and we can go through all these different Proverbs that say, good things happen to those who are righteous. I've been righteous. Bad things are happening. What's going on? And that comes out of a comfort Christian culture. Uh, that comes out of a pseudo salvation. Um, and that, that is my, one of my biggest concerns for our Western church is because that expectation that God has to be comfortable is a lie. Um, the God is here solely for our comfort <laughs> is a lie. Jesus Christ came and died. There was nothing comfortable there. He died for my sins and yours. And there is joy that we find in his death because we are made free. But that is not comfortable. Right. That's not fun. That That's not something where, you know, even at Christmas, no one is walking around. Even at Easter, really, we don't embrace the, the gruesomeness of it, the pain, the, the, the death. We skip to the resurrection. <laughs> we go straight there. We want rapture. Even now, we want rapture. We pray for rapture. We don't pray for revival. We want we want him to return now, as opposed to being and doing the work and knowing that he produces the fruit of joy out of pressing our lives. Yes. That's how you make olive oil. You press the oil. So you make grape juice. That's how you make oil. make most things. You press it. Yes. And it's one of if you're not pressing it, you're evaporating it to get all the liquid as you have the substance left over. Yeah. What do I need hope it's, for? It's a everything? fiery process. What do I need hope for if everything's well? Yep. Like, like yep. why would I need hope? But if 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 I'm wrestling with these tough things and I understand the truth that God is good and his good is one of those things that doesn't need to meet my understanding, then I can rest in the knowledge that he genuinely is good. And he's going to bring joy out of this even when I can't understand. I think one of the biggest problems we have is that we figure we have to understand everything that God is doing as though sure. God is small. Mm-hmm. And that gets to the big God versus small God that you started with. We have to view God as infinite, multifaceted, dynamic, as well as loving and just and holy, which is just so confusing. And, yeah. yet, and, and we have to add to that self-revelatory. He's told us who he is. 
Mm-hmm. He continues to tell us who he is. So it's not up to me in the midst of my circumstances to determine who he is based on my experience. No, if he's already told me, if I say to you, hey, my name is Jeremy, you don't have the freedom to come back and say, well, it's nice to meet you, Fred. I feel like <laughs> you're Fred today. I say, well, that's nice. But it's completely meaningless in reality because my name's Jeremy. I just told you that. And I also told you I like pineapple and pizza. So you can't tell me that I don't. And this is, this is what we oftentimes do mm-hmm. with God. So here's the challenge for us. Here's our homework for today. We really have to examine our own hearts, examine how we're reading scripture, especially in the Proverbs, how we are understanding the promises. Are they for right now? Are they temporal? Are they universal so that everyone who is righteous will always have this and only this experience? Are they eternal? Are they pointing us to a hope? The difference between a hope and a fact is, The fact is I have no toilet paper. My hope is I hope the store does because I'm in need. The fact is I went to the store, they did. Now I have toilet paper. Now I no longer have fear. We live in hope. We live in hope currently. We're still on our way hoping that the toilet paper shelf isn't empty. God's a good God. He will make sure that you are cared for. But you have to go through the process and the hardship of trusting him such that you walk to the store with your money, knowing that if there's no toilet paper, there's a creek that you don't want to be up. <laughs> this is our homework. We really do have to examine this and ask, Lord, how am I following you? How am I trusting you? Am I taking you at your word? Am I letting your word change who I am? I'm not trying to change who you are so that it fits. What makes me comfortable? Amen. That's something to wrestle with. Proverbs 10, 22 through 32. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is like a joke to a fool, but wisdom is pleasure to a man of understanding. But the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the tempest passes, the wicked is no more but the righteous is established forever. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to those who sent him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be short. The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the blameless, but destruction to evildoers. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. Father in heaven, we just ask that you would show yourself through your word as we continue to study who you are and who you've created us to be. We pray, Father, that you would remove the blindness that we have based in culture that we've been super saturated with that we don't even realize, that you cause us to see our brokenness and that you would continue to patch and fix those holes, to mend those gaps so that others might see you in our brokenness. We ask, Father, that we would define ourselves by you and not by the world. We ask, Father, that you would cause us to let go of those things that are not of you. We pray, Father, that you would use us this day. We thank you so much for your word. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for coming and spending this time with us. We will see you in the morning. Go with God.